Hi guys, welcome to Something Private, a podcast about everything related to the vagina, from sex to health and the society. My name is Nicole and I'm your producer and your host. Today is February 11th and it's the week of Valentine's Day. It's also coronavirus season, so for all of you out there going on dates and celebrating love, remember to wash your hands before touching each other. And for those of you with no dates like me, remember to wash your hands before touching yourselves. So modern love, eh? Modern love. Valentine's Day is honestly really the hallmark of a capitalist state. society and as much as I sit on my high horse and act like no I don't need flowers for someone to tell me they love me literally the number of times I've gotten into fights with ex-boyfriends because they gave me either nothing or only a single stock of rose for Valentine's Day I'm ashamed but who can relate This Valentine's Day, we have an episode that's about celebrating love. Many loves to be exact. The idea of polyamory or many loves as is what poly plus amory means, literally, is something I think liberal society has grown to embrace and a conservative society like ours is just beginning to understand. On today's episode, I speak with Jolene, a 25-year-old who has been with her first boyfriend for 7 years and her second boyfriend for 4. I met Jolene through a mutual friend who shared about this JC friend of his who was talking openly about her polyamorous relationship on Instagram through the Instagram question function. So my friend couldn't understand two things. Number one, he couldn't understand why Jolene would participate in such a lifestyle. And secondly, why she was so open about it. But I think after speaking to Jolene, it was quite clear. I think the whole idea of this concept is honestly about love. It wasn't about having multiple sex partners. Jolene shares about how she's always been full of capacity for love, to love everyone around her. Sometimes, you know, as a society, this is something that we don't exactly know how to do. We're quite stingy with our love, actually. Okay, be honest with yourselves. How many of you are the jealous types? I know I am for one, you know. For example, one of my ex-boyfriends once wrote me a really sweet Valentine's Day card for Valentine's Day. But he also went on to make his friends all a small little card with a small note inside. So when he told me this, I was like really pissed. I was like, what? Do you mean I'm not the only one you gave a Valentine's Day present to? I felt like I was competing for his love and attention and and I didn't feel special. In the end, we argued um, because he was right, I was being stupid and irritating. Several years later, when I look back on the whole experience, I think to touch my heart and to be really honest about it, my reaction stemmed from my own personal insecurities rather than it being a problem with him showing love to not only me, his romantic partner, but also to his platonic friends, right? I think we grew up learning to look for the one, and I think that's kind of hindered the way we treat others around us, like they are second to the one, and we don't give as much as we should, and I feel like that would be our downfall when we can't express or don't know how to love deeply enough. So this Valentine's Day, that's the message that I want to bring across. Love is not just romantic, it's platonic, it's familial, and it's definitely about the self. And whatever you do, remember, romantic love doesn't necessarily have to come first. You should love in every way, wholeheartedly. On to the episode. Let me show you 
Hi everyone, I'm Jojo. I'm a lawyer, and I've been polyamorous for about four years now. That means that I have multiple romantic partners. I have two romantic partners at the moment, and I'm dating around. So the relationships we've grown up knowing or aspiring to have are largely monogamous, meaning you'd only have one partner for life or at any one time. Many of us are serial monogamists. Meaning that we've had multiple ex-boyfriends, but they have never overlapped. Outside of monogamy is the world of ethical and consensual non-monogamy. And in this world, there are many types of non-monogamy. I know it's really confusing, the terminologies. So for Jojo... At this point, right, it's like, you don't really care about labels anymore. But it still helps, uh, because when you understand what you are labelled as, then you can find the appropriate resources. So whenever I explain it to someone else, I will always say... Polyamory is a subset of something else. And that something else is non-monogamy slash open relationships. That is the umbrella term for anything else that falls underneath, which might be polyamory, polygamy, polyandry, swinging, blah, 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 blah. So polygamy is traditionally known as, I think, a man having a few wives. And I think, if I'm not wrong, uh -huh, it's still legal under Sharia law in Singapore today. Polyandry is a woman having multiple husbands. But that's not very common. I think much more common in US, all the hippie states like Washington, blah, blah, blah. Then polyamory, as the name suggests, right? Poly means many and amory means love. So it just means many loves, like, as, simply as, as simply put. And then... You have swingers who are couples who go out to look for other couples who are sexually open. Some people identify as swingers. Some people identify as polyamorous swingers. So they have their sex element, but even if it expands into relationships, like romantic ones, it doesn't matter. I do have poly friends who, as a couple, they went out swinging and then they found another couple and they became a kind of like a foursome, a, a, a quad. But not all parties are involved. So for example, the husband are involved with both wives and all that. But the wife and the wife and the husband and the son are they are not they are not involved. Yeah. So generally that's what the difference is. <laughs> so would you say that it's like a a spectrum? For non-monogamous people, right, there are a few permutations. And whatever permutation you have uh, of different elements, then you earn the <laughs> you earn that label. For example, the umbrella term non-monogamous open relationship, I describe myself that way. But more specifically, I call myself polyamorous. If I ever swing with my boyfriend, I will say I'm a, a non-monogamous polyamorous woman in an open relationship and is open to swinging. <laughs> so it's like it's every mouth. yeah, it's like labels all can apply. So. Okay. Yeah. The natural question is like how you started it and why. So many people ask me that. Eh? How I started it. Just uh, I think maybe why is easier to say. Why even in open relationships, right, people subscribe to different models. So meaning in open relationships there's no one perfect way of doing it. It's like at this point, right, everyone thinks I yeah, kind of like anything goes. In in any form of relationship is valid. So even amongst polyamorous people, right, we find people with very, very different arrangements. And sometimes one arrangement might not suit another. So I might meet a poly man that I feel, you know what, your arrangement is not really my thing and so I will not 
I, I don't really think I can date you But I would really love to be your friend For example So One example would be Hierarchy or not For people who turn into Open relationships After marriage And having children Then of course Logistically speaking right And mentally speaking And physically speaking You probably have to Be Of top priority To your family And vice versa Because you have children You must immediately go home Blah 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 So in that case That's A relationship with kind of a Prescribed hierarchy Meaning There's a primary And there's a secondary And as and, And the difference is that One has more commitment And one doesn't But for myself I don't see myself as Having a hierarchy Even though it might seem that way Because Because I have two partners I've been With one longer than the other Seven years versus four years Then Of course people will think Of course one is your primary partner lah Because The one who is With you for seven years You know He's also Singaporean He's your age Blah 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 Clearly you you, you guys can take the BTO The Singapore route right That makes sense But at the same time Emotionally Mentally Does it really make a difference Or In terms of How much time I spend With each of them I can't say Okay if I spend Seven hours with the Longer boyfriend I must only spend Four with the other It doesn't make sense that way So I personally cannot Really draw that distinction In my heart It's just I treat them both equally I Cater to whatever needs they need Like if one needs more emotional assurance than the other Of course I'm gonna be them The natural question is like How you started it and why So many people ask me that eh? How I started it Just uh, I think maybe why is easier to say Why my first partner and I My longer partner We knew we would be together forever Simply put And we are each other's first and likely would be each other's last At the same time We are very sociable We like connecting with people And we were exploring certain things Just in the sexual aspect of our relationship And we thought Why not explore it more lah And people always ask me It's because you one of you cheated And the answer is no It's really just We just were finding ourselves And in particular I was trying to Really find my own self-confidence Because Own your own sexuality basically And so we started out that way, we explore. In that sense, uh, exploring means going online, lah, basically, and talking to other people. I'll put it that way. <laughs> then afterwards, uh, it became more and more uh, higher stakes. Lah. So we said, why, why not, not try it in real life? And so we met other people as well, in person. That is where I met my second boyfriend. And I realized there's no difference between how I treat him and my first partner. So I'm like, you know what? I asked my first boyfriend, I said, Hey, isn't he kind of like a boyfriend to me? And he said, yeah lah. Then it, it was not an issue for him whatsoever because they they respected each other, they admired each other, they treat each other very kindly. They treated me very kindly. They were always careful about each other's boundaries. Like they wouldn't, like, how can you meet him before you meet me? Nothing like that. So then it naturally developed from a plain open relationship into polyamory. I didn't expect it as well. But everything is on hindsight. So that's the how, right? The why is on hindsight. When I look back at my life, I realize that I always will remember and care for my exes. And to me, I will not date anyone who... I find it very difficult to date someone who doesn't allow me that emotional space or mental space to care for my ex, even if just as a friend. It's not like I will ever go back to them again. Yeah, but they have been an instrumental part of my growing up what? So why must I let go of my friendship with them for example That's one 
but mostly it's more I feel like I have love for everybody lor, because if you can love multiple friends like I have three best girlfriends I don't know how to pick between them I can't they know I cannot pick between them and I always wonder why can't you apply that to relationships and that's exactly what's happening in my life now I cannot pick I love that because so many people ask me are you sure you don't have a favourite? My manager asked me today. Are you sure you don't have a favourite? Who is the one person you will save when they are drowning? Who is the one person you want by your bedside when you are sick? The bedside answer, right, is I want both kind of fucking greedy. That's one. Then the swimming question, I said, I'll save myself first. Uh, God damn it. Like, what fuck? Save myself first one. <laughs> it's like, I mean, an like, airplane, man. You put a, uh, <laughs> your oxygen mask first and you put it for them. Yeah. I just love everybody. La. So, uh, yeah. Yeah, people always think maybe you know you're only giving fifty percent to one and the other, but I don't really see my heart in that way. Then what with my three girlfriends, I split what thirty three point three three percent. It doesn't make sense, what? So it's more like I give a hundred percent of me to all of them, uh. That's how I see. It. How did you first hear about? Where do you hear about normalizing? Girl, I didn't. I didn't. It was trial and error. I did it. I liked it, and then I googled about it. Really? It's so like yeah. when you're talking about it with your first boyfriend, like you're. Didn't know like this is getting more popular. No eh. We we, we created our own rules because oh the thing is it's not something that we did hastily because you of course you treasure your own relationship with each other ma. So we talked about it for maybe one, two years. Very long time. And we were very nervous because we were nervous about what if we open our relationship then everything falls apart. Mm. But we realized that that's a risk that we are willing to take. Mm. Um in exchange for uh, finding individual freedom while loving each other like, even more. So we had that two principles. Firstly, if if it if it breaks the relationship, it's a risk that we will take. Secondly, we have to rip the band-aid off. If you never try, you'll never know. Mm-hmm. So we really went ahead and tried. And the first few times we tried it, as in me meeting other people and talking to them, uh, being affectionate with them, and coming back and reporting to my boyfriend, she said, you know what, I don't even feel that bad. Eh. In fact, it's quite interesting. And in some senses, arousing even, stimulating, not, not just sexually, you know. And then you know, it just got more and more interesting. And then you realise even if, for example, you are at, I don't know, like church camp or orientation, you realise that no one in this world is really out to get you as a person. And... And then as I meet more and more people from my own experience, right, I feel like everyone's really nice and they're very respectful of my partners. That's a prerequisite. I will not deal with anyone who has any sort of agenda against them or even myself or even against their own partners. Like, tell me they're poly but they're actually cheating on their partners. No. No, I cannot accept that. Yeah, then everyone's just very lovely, lot People are, when you have that kind of mentality and attitude towards people, right? Suddenly, you don't really have a lot of fear about trying. Yeah, so we didn't really have any resources until we tried it and then you Google it and then it's a sigh of relief because you see there's a community in the world that does the same thing. So like when I was going to do this recording, I was telling my friends also, I was like, oh, I'm going to speak to this girl. You know, she's very <laughs> like, she's in this like polyamorous relationship. One thing that a lot of people are curious about is this whole idea of, you know, maturity or like feeling insecure. Huh. So I think a lot of people assume that, you know, the fact that they'll try it in the first place is because something bad happened or uh, like when you cheating. read online, yeah, people think that, you know, maybe it's because 
one of y'all suddenly realised that you got feelings for another person. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, so I'm still very interested to know, like, what was the trigger point? How did... Okay, maybe for you, you have a trigger point, but, like, because you know you're discovering that you care for your exes and everything, right? But for, like, your first partner, how was it, like, for him? Was there any, like, jealousy or something that you had to work out with him? Or was he just like, you know what, I've been thinking the same way. All these things you describe, right, the gamut of emotions that both of us experienced over that two years of talking about it. So nothing really bad happened. Eh? It really... I was... We were very convinced. You, you, it should not happen um, unnaturally or in a bad scenario. And there wasn't a bad scenario. Lah. It really was... Let's just put it that way. I was exploring my sexuality online. And by that, I mean I kind of like a mild version of a cam girl in the past. A mild version. <laughs> and then, of course... He had a lot of pride for me and he enjoyed it. Afterwards, because of my career, I had to take a stop to that. And we were like, you know what, let's try out in person. That's what happened. And that's why I met up with some other people. And every single time we always do check-ins, like, how do you feel about that? They said, you know what? And of course, only good things happen. (laughs) He enjoyed it. I also enjoyed it. And we realised, you know what, it's not as scary as we thought. And of course, the creeping feelings come. Sometimes, at the start, I felt like, huh? This is not right, man. Am I the whore of the house? But you know what, fuck that shit, lah. I mean, what the hell is so fun for everyone, man? Why should I limit myself and my life? If If it enriches our lives so much, and that was something I held very dear to. If it didn't enrich our relationship, then it shouldn't go on. But it really did. We just couldn't stop lor. And it was very very fun. Really. I'm not there anymore. As in, uh, yeah, people always think that open relationships are... Uh, uh, okay. People always think that polyamory is very sexual or illicit. That's not entirely true. If you compare me in relative comparison to someone else, probably lah. Probably I'm much more open, sexual, blah 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 blah. But it doesn't mean I'm having sex every single day. No, or, or that I have a lot of partners. Please, for real, uh, my sexual partners uh, can count on one hand. Okay, you see? Not not that, not active ones, like, as in total eh, in my whole life. Really? So what's the number? The number uh, is five. Okay, okay. The number okay, is I'm not five. far behind you. Eh? <laughs> <laughs> you see? <laughs> my number is five, okay, everybody? <laughs> But then, I might say something. I have a matrix of how I count it lah, okay? Okay, okay. Yeah, and I do have other people that I see, but I don't count them in my number because we're only affectionate or cuddly or we hang out and we go on dates and we're just friends, for example. Yeah. But sex is different lah. Yeah lah, got sex means in the numbers all. Mm. <laughs> yeah. Eh, very modest one more. No, I think it's great because like I have so many friends uh. who definitely has more sex partners than you. You think, huh? Def- no, I know yeah. for a fact. I know for a fact. It's like he tells me. Uh, it's okay, like, okay, I'm okay, okay. This girl. I'm like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Wow, it's been two months. Oh, I mean, <laughs> not, not shaming him. It's great. It's just that like, uh, uh, uh. what makes this different? You know what I mean? I, 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 I don't know. Like, yeah, that lo. makes sense. Yeah, lo. When you're so uptight about like... Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, just like being monogamous. I'm like, by who's standard law? You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So like, it's, it's very confusing for me also because I, a lot of people, right, they, they can kind of be like, you are poly and I know you are poly and it's 
ethical by your standards and honest and transparent and you are modest and picky you care about all your partner's feelings but it is still wrong even though i'm and i am monogamous has cheated has been cheated on as well and have multiple partners and a serial monogamist I don't see the difference. And it's ethical by whose standard then? Your like, Correct. Your standard, man? Or by who? Like, yeah, what so, kind of so ingrained, so you know? That one is that very confusing for me. Because honestly, we are all seeking the same thing. Wah. We want connection. So what makes me worse than you or you worse than me? I will be like, you know what? I don't even judge you. Eh. Whatever y'all are, eh, people out there who have more than five partners are honestly kudos to you. Eh. Yes, queen. Eh, because I mean, own your sexuality. I like, have fun. Like, who cares? But for me, just for me, I want to do it in a polyamorous setting. I need it to be ethical and transparent because my own conscience cannot bear it. Literally, you ask me to go out and have sex with a guy, I'll say, fuck that shit, no. I need to take care of my partner's feelings first. If they're ready, if they're comfortable, if they want to meet him or get to know him first, sure. Yeah. Your first partner, right? Is he also seeing other people? He has never, which is... Uh, I don't really know how I feel about that. Because I've had boyfriends or okay, I had a third boyfriend previously and he had other girlfriends and that was a very interesting experience for me because at that point I thought you know what there are two sides of being poly one side is you having multiple partners and that I already had down and the other side is you being one of multiple partners to someone else and that I didn't so I was very excited to have met my third boyfriend then my ex now because he he helped me grow in terms of understanding that latter part of the experience and he did a lot very well and i knew what my insecurities were but honestly i think i got over it quite quickly not not i got over it i'm more like i i, I stepped up very quickly because i always recognize that it's about free love and i love you go ahead lah and i also really saw his girlfriends in a very good light so i really really enjoyed that it really felt like a huge family and his girlfriends could be my sister, but they weren't lah. I'm not sure if I would wish it on my current boyfriends. Not because I wouldn't like it, but because I don't know if they would like it. I think they love having that option. They love having that option, that freedom. You know, they can go to strip clubs. They can flirt with other people. I'm not going to bet an eye. In fact, I will say, hey, come and tell me about it. I've encouraged my boyfriend. Go! You want to go happy ending massage? You never tried before? Go! You're in fucking Amsterdam. You go and try. Go and have fun. I never even go with what I want to go there. So if I cannot go, you have to tell me how it went, you know? So, they have all these experiences and they love having that freedom. But whether or not they are ready for another girlfriend, another partner is up to them. I have no control and I don't want to control that. If they do, I'll be very happy. If they don't, I'll also be very happy. So... Yeah. Would you say that like you see you very clearly see like sex and like love very differently? No. No. I think oof, that's very hard to dissect. More like not that I see it very differently. More like I think for a lot of monogamous people, right, it is a, the same thing. Sex is love and love is sex. Or even if it's not that uh absolute right it is not as nuanced as uh it could be i don't know as in, I, I don't judge that at all uh. like for example if your girlfriend hugs another guy at orientation it might make you feel uncomfortable and that's totally fine we're all wired to be that way you would question that sometimes you know that's okay uh, it's just for me i cannot really say sex and love are separate or anything because 
I also wouldn't have sex with someone I don't care about. Even if it's as a friend only, you know. Yeah, so I, I don't know, like, you ask me sex and love, what is the, uh, what's that operator in between? Is it divide, multiply, equals, minus, plus? I really cannot tell you. It's just, to me, to me, they are synonymous sometimes because I cannot have sex with you if I don't love you. At the same time, yeah, sex can create feelings of love. It cannot be separate, lah. That's what I think. I yeah. think so too. Yeah. I think I asked this also because, like, you know the fact that you encourage your partners to go to explore like other kinds of sexual experiences it's like this is the first time i've ever heard a singaporean girl say it because is it yeah because i mean i've, I've shared with you before like my, my perspective of um, singaporean girl maybe it's bias it's like um <coughs> that they are very princess disclaimer i'm exactly like that um in previous relationships sis demands to be treated like the one and i don't know i recognize that this is this was an unhealthy expectation that I had. Anyway, and you <laughs> want to be treated as like the only one. The one. Yeah, <laughs> correct, correct. So like, wow. I mean, we obviously know that like these Singaporean men are getting like hand jobs from other people outside. Like no Singaporean girl will admit that that will happen to them. Ah, or let yeah. alone like encourage their boyfriends to go for that. So I'm wondering what makes you so okay with this? Mm, I think it's down to the fundamental principles that I really, really believe in, which is that every person is their own individual human being with their own desires and rights and needs and wants and dislikes. So who am I to control them at all? I can't and I won't. And if one day my partners find that mm, that they don't want to be poly, they meet another woman who would prefer a more monogamous lifestyle, like, for example, they say, I met this woman, uh, she wants to have children with me, blah blah blah. Of course I will be hurt. But then at the same time, like, you know what, I, I honor their own autonomy so much that I I wouldn't push it, I wouldn't fight it. I wouldn't. So that's my base point. And that's the beauty of polyamory, that once you realize that everyone in your circle has complete autonomy, right? And every day they still wake up and they still choose you when they have all the freedom in the world, that's what makes it so special. For me. And you can't find that anywhere else. Honestly, you can't. You just can't find... Okay, maybe your priority is monogamy, have children, have a family, have a big house, have blah 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 blah. Carry on your surname or whatever. But in that scenario, would I find again that kind of freedom to be who I am without any shame? I don't know. I don't know. Yeah. And I also don't know why my boyfriends continue to date me. Because I love them, I treat them fairly. I listen to every single need that they have. And vice versa. So, we all wake up and choose each other every day. Yeah. It's even more special, I would say. Rather than... It's not a social constraint that is keeping us together. Yeah. I think that's... I never, I never saw it that way. Yeah. Like that you must... You know, yeah. Something Private is a podcast produced by VFM. You can listen to us on Spotify, iTunes, Google Podcasts, or wherever you stream your podcast from. So I don't know if I've told you guys, but we also have a Telegram channel where I occasionally upload cute gifs. Just search for Something Private Pod in the Telegram search bar. That's Something Private Pod to find us. Or follow us on Instagram with the same handle, Something Private Pod. 
there any jealousy from like you when you maybe you were dating your ex-boyfriend who had more partners as well as like from your two current partners like have they ever met do they hang out and stuff like that yeah i am at a point where i cannot count the number of times they've met because sometimes we also hang out like the two of you <laughs> yeah <laughs> so i live with one and i own a home with the other and it is inevitable because i'm a greedy bitch right i will say i don't care you send me home or you drop me off to him and oh okay lo. then they will meet and they'll hang out and they'll compete who can do more pull-ups <laughs> Some bullshit lah. And they'll tease me together, things like that. I always think, wow, every time I watch the Hollywood movies ah, you know, so many leh, so many ho- My best friend's wedding, you know, Sweet Home Alabama. Ayo, all these movies and I think, my goodness, just be poly. You want woman, you choose two fucking good looking guys. Don't choose, just be poly. You just imagine for yourselves, okay? If you have a partner right now, you think of your partner and then you think of your ex that you still care about or your current crush at the office. Imagine how beautiful it would be if the both of them agreed to love you and are also cordial with each other and respectful and blah, 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 blah. My gosh, that's like a perfect fairy tale ending and... And that's the kind of life I have and I sometimes take for granted that I have two men who I love and they care for each other as well. Yeah. When when someone goes overseas, you know, they'll buy presents for everyone, things like that. It's just really lovely. So there's never been like an instance where like half, half, jealousy, right? But one thing I learned from uh, non-monogamy, from the resources of psychology backed, okay, not just me, okay. Everyone says that jealousy comes from within. It's not something that's caused by an external factor. So for example, I cannot name names by my, uh, with my ex and his other partner. She was fucking beautiful, okay, let me tell you, she's model quality. I have to say that. I really admire her and I thought she was just damn gorgeous. And of course, at first I was like, I told my partner, Wow, eh, she's so pretty. I'm like a fat lumpy potato, leh, like a mushroom. Then I thought he said, No, baby girl, you're also gorgeous in your own way, you know, you're also blah 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 blah. Then you're like, You know what? Okay, cool. Okay, cool. That's fine. I- I'm really happy with that answer. And it's not really that much for me, because I have no shame. Ma. For me, it wasn't about what I have versus what the person has. Because I, again, recognize having multiple partners myself that I don't compare them that way at all. So I know he doesn't compare me that way as well. But what really helps me over the edge is that I have a lot of self-confidence. What I needed from him, right, is not to validate that I'm I'm better. No. It's for for me to know that if I ever have these feelings, he would be there for me. That's what's important. Because the jealousy is my own work. But what I needed from him was support. To know that you will always be there. My jealousy, I can deal with myself. But I have to say, very frankly speaking, for his other girlfriends, I would say a couple uh, of them might not be as comfortable. They'll be like, huh, but she's so young and she already got it figured out. And she's a lawyer, blah, blah, blah. I'm like, huh, from my end, I'm like, well, you're so pretty, I'm not there. I have a huge tummy and you're all slender and modern like God, you know. Like, what hell? You know, the, the thing is, if you have no self-confidence, you can do this comparison game forever. When the truth is you're wasting time because... Your partner really isn't giving a shit. He just loves both of you the way that you are. Yeah. So I got to the point where I'm like, you know what? Yeah. after a very short period of time, I'm like, you know, I love myself. Who gives a fuck? I'm the shit. <laughs> mm. Yeah. So there's, there's no... I don't feel jealous in that sense. 
But I will say from reading up and all that, I, I do know that some people consider themselves as not jealous. So I would consider myself not jealous, not possessive. But there are also people who do that and realize when another person came in their come into their lives maybe 20 years later that they suddenly feel jealousy. And the thing is there's no shame about jealousy, I would say. If you're jealous then okay law. Own it uh. Doesn't mean that and also it doesn't mean that even if you are not jealous that you'll never feel jealous again or ever. That's not true at all. One day I might feel jealous again and that's fine. But I'll own it and I'll say, you know what, it's my own work to go through. Mm. I tell you it's so freeing. Polyamory is so freeing because once you get over that hurdle Literally no one can hurt you, no one can hurt me. I gained 10 kg in one year, okay? But I'm like, you know what, I'm the shit, at least I still got two boys at home eh, who love me. Yeah. Wait, do you think it's like... Like, the, with the whole jealousy thing, right? Do you think it's like a... It's something that you have really worked through? Or like, it's something that you just like... Repress for now? It's a combination of predisposition to not be jealous, that's one. And also self-work. It's both. I cannot be repressed. I'm not a repressive person at all. I cannot. So predisposition as in like I said, I, I love everyone. I give them benefit of doubt. So I cannot ever, even if I force myself, to see it as, uh, oh, my partner's other girlfriend is out to get me. It's out to ruin our relationship. If it happens to be true and he doesn't defend me, then fuck you. Uh, bye-bye also, uh, you know? So that's one, the predisposition. I'm not predisposed to be jealous or possessive, that's one. The second part is the self-work, where you do have insecurities. It does come up in different scenarios, not even just in polyamorous relationships. Eh. Even in monogamous relationships, even in a workplace, if your boyfriend holds the hand of his childhood friend who you think is very beautiful, but in his eyes, you are the most beautiful woman in the world, that can you can create jealousy there. Or when... Uh, you are one year of experience with your co-worker same one year of experience and your manager picks her over you to manage a project there might be jealousy or insecurity but it all comes from within it's self-work it takes your practice to to unwire that self uh that self negativity or habit of being hard on yourself because i think people always think i either have it or not a lot of people ask me, can I be poly if I'm jealous? And I say the answer is yes. In fact, it's the perfect place to stop being jealous, to teach yourself not to be jealous. People don't realize that your minds are all wired, wired to be monogamous, wired to be jealous, to be competitive, whatever it is, or wherever you grew up. And it takes a lot of hard work to unwire it. You can teach your brain a habit. You can teach your brain to not be anxious anymore. I've tried that. I... I'm very into that, so I try very hard to unwire myself from things that I know are not good for me. Okay, it's a personal reflection time. Um, I think I used to grow up with or thinking that, you know, I had to look for somebody that was the one. Like, to have, like, one person that I would love for the rest of my life. And I'm quite an intense, like, lover, so I think... I had always thought that I would just have one boyfriend for the rest of my life and then be stuck with him and we'd be with each other through thick and thin. And I feel like that has kind of... Like, that kind of mentality kind of warped the way I treated like my friends around me as well. Like, they were second to like whichever boyfriend I was dating at the point of time. And then 
it also led me to hold on to some really toxic um, relationships. Like, I felt like, you know, no matter what, we will get to it because that's what love is about, right? Like, sticking through tough times together. Full of shit, man. I don't know who taught me that. Okay, I know who taught me that, lah. But I think it took me a lot of unlearning and relearning or refiguring out exactly what love meant to me, which has gotten me to this point of time in my life now where I think I'm a lot happier or I have a lot more maturity when it comes to understanding love and yeah I think I, I the point of it is saying that I think society has a type of expectation it imposes on you and you kind of unknowingly and and you kind of unknowingly accept it especially if you fit into like a majority type of category right if you are like a Chinese girl in Singapore you know she kind of follows this routine you don't really question it but then I feel like sometimes it benefits you to take a step back and to question where are these ideals coming from and then to question if they are healthy for you because ultimately at the end of the day, you know, like love shouldn't be calculative. It shouldn't be conditional. It shouldn't be about compromise. It should be about loving like wholeheartedly and with your entire being and yeah, being very honest and truthful about it. It's so innocent and pure, like honestly, it's such a great feeling. So... Yeah, if you're tuning in, hope you guys have a really good Valentine's Day. This was part one of our conversation with Jolene. Um, she dishes out quite clearly what the world of a non-monogamous relationship is like. No pressure on anybody trying to try out. Just want to say, just want to put it out there. Um, but if you are curious, I think Jolene's story is quite interesting. On our second part, which will be released on Thursday, she kind of shares with us um, what it's like dealing with some of the insecurities she had growing up as well as for couples who are interested uh, or came to her wanting to explore an open relationship so yeah stay tuned for that baby i will promise you my arms for your life and my love